You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We have been a little bit off here, right? Our schedule has been a bit different. We usually post these podcasts on Fridays, and uh, for a variety of reasons, we didn't post last week. And we're actually recording this one a little bit early for this week uh, as we head into the Memorial Day weekend. And it's been an interesting ride these last few days. It seems like the market is trying to find bottom. In fact, as of the close on Wednesday, the 25th, all four indices over the last five trading days are in the green. That's probably not something you expect to hear or had expected to hear when you tuned into this podcast. And it, I think I don't think there's any denying that, you know, you go back the last four weeks or the last month, NASDAQ's down more than 11%. Um, S&P and the Russell all down more uh, high single digits, we'll call it. And and so there's no denying how rough things have been, although it feels as though markets are trying to find trying to find bottom here. And uh, I think we're moving. It feels like we're moving in the right direction, even though the destruction kind of has been so vicious here uh, in the first five months of the year. It's important to note here that the S&P 500 has not yet fallen into bear market territory, which is technically or by many described as a decline of more than 20% based on closing prices. Now, we touched it intraday, uh, but from there, uh, we moved higher and didn't close there and haven't closed down more than 20% uh, from the top. But despite that, and despite the, the S&P, the fact that the S&P 500 has narrowly avoided the bear market decline of 20%, other areas of the market have really already endured bear market declines. I already mentioned the tech-heavy NASDAQ is already there with a near 30% decline since November 19th of last year. And the average S&P 500 stock is down about 24% from its highs. And then the small cap index, which is the Russell 2000 index, has actually fallen 28% since its record high back on November 8th of 2021. So we have been at this a while. Most people only started paying attention in January, but it really, we started to see some cracks in the foundation in November of last year. And it's, I think, a little bit deeper and more widespread than you would know if you were just in looking at the S&P 500. Now, that's an argument for diversification, right? Um, but still, uh, it's been it's been a rough ride. And so even though the S&P 500 index hasn't officially entered the bear market, plenty of areas of the market have. Specifically, if you look at the discre- uh, consumer discretionary sector, that one is down 35% from its November 2021 high. And as we heard recently for some, from some of the biggest retailers during, the, during earnings season, that look is only getting tougher as energy prices continue to soar and the supply chain problems persist. Let's back up just for a second, though, and talk sectors. What's a sector? Well, there are lots of sectors. I think it's 12 sectors uh, in the S&P 500. So we've got consumer discretionary, energy, communications, technology, financials, industrials, real estate, materials, consumer staples, not just consumer discretionary, but consumer staples, and then finally, healthcare, 
and utilities. And if you just hear by the names, there's there are some that w- one would argue are a bit more defensive, and then there are some that are a bit more opportunistic or growth-oriented. Either way, consumer discretionary is the one that's had the hard time. And I'll post to one of the LPL charts of the day, but it, and it, you'll see on the chart that it, just how difficult earnings season was for the d- consumer discretionary sector. No sector saw its earnings estimates for the next four quarters cut more than during the reporting season other than consumer discretionary. It's, I don't think it's any real big secret here. Retailers have struggled with the transition from pandemic to reopening and then intensifying cost pressures. Uh, I, I think many analysts, including some of the LPL research strategic uh, committee, really kind of maintain a negative view of the sector. Um, if you're wondering which one has done best, uh, it's been energy with consumer discretionary the worst. And in, all you got to do is go fill up your tank to, to understand why energy has done best. The impact of inflation and snarled supply chains on retailers uh, is the kind of the biggest piece of the discretionary sector. And it's it's widely understood, right? We could argue that it's not quite priced in, um, but we're understanding kind of what's going on with some of these pressures, whether it's costs of shipping and manufacturing and, and so on and so forth. Um, I'll, there's a second LPL chart that actually shows the price to earnings ratio for the discretionary sector relative to that of the S&P 500 index. I'll post to that one in the show notes as well. But the sector still trades at a 34% premium to the market compared to the 10-year average of 26%. And that's certainly a lot more reasonable than the 100% premium valuation the sector reached last summer. But you could argue that the sector still doesn't warrant that valuation support. So this market hasn't been friendly to richly valued stocks and consumer discretionary still has a pretty good amount of richly valued stocks despite the more than 30% decline. I think from a technical standpoint, the analysis doesn't get any more optimistic, right? The sector was one of the top performers off the market low, outperforming the S&P 500 by more than 10% in the first year following the COVID-19 bear market. And since then, uh, relative performance has pretty significantly deteriorated, and the sector now sits at its lowest level relative to S&P 500 since January of 2015. And while the sector is one of the most concentrated, with the biggest components uh, being Amazon and Tesla, accounting for an eye-popping 46% of the sector, the weakness has been broad-based as only two of the 60 stocks in the index remain above their respective 200-day moving averages. So yes, it's concentrated, but the difficulty has been pretty widespread. The sector, the consumer discretionary sector, has a lot going against it right now. There's no doubt about it. But there is a silver lining. And I think as advisors here, it's part of our job to remind you that things are never as good as they seem or as bad as they feel. And this is probably an element of that looking at the silver lining of the consumer discretionary sector. The hotels, restaurants, and other travel and leisure categories are getting a boost from the reopening. It hasn't been enough to offset the other headwinds that I mentioned earlier, but once the inflation and supply chain headwinds ease further, the sector could actually be poised to rebound a fair amount. The potential for interest rate stability should eventually also help uh, higher price growth stocks like those that make up the bulk of the consumer discretionary sector. I just think at this point today, as I'm recording this and as you're listening to this, it's just a little bit too early. So I'll post to these charts in the show notes so you can take a look at um, the sectors 
and and how earnings have have EPS and how earnings have been, um, and how consumer discretionary is valued relative to the S and P five hundred. So you might find that a little bit interesting. We'll keep watching things for now. Consumer discretionary, boy, it's been it's been a rough ride. And on good days like the ones we're having midweek uh, on the twenty fifth, you know, it was one of the best performing sectors today. But I think in the long run, we're still in this show me. Show me phase where consumer discretionary probably has the longest road to hoe as we get as we get out of kind of this correction near bear market or if you're in the Nasdaq totally bear market uh, category that we've been in here for a while. So I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. If you have questions, email us at info at FordFG.com. Uh, you probably lear- heard in the intro. Also, we've got a. Uh, a our summer webinar series coming up on June 7th, and we will be doing these successfully June, July, and August. Um, and so you can email us at info at Ford FG or check in the show notes for the link to the webinar uh, registration page. I would say check it out. All are welcome. Uh, I look forward to hear, talking to you in the next podcast or even maybe seeing you on the webinar in June. Take care. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein. 